Welcome to the Columbus Connection, a weekly public affairs program produced in, for, and about Columbus County, North Carolina. Now here's your host, the managing editor of Columbus County News, Jefferson Weaver. Welcome to the Columbus Connection, everyone. This is Jefferson Weaver with WTXY and ColumbusCountyNews.com. I'm here from your Saturday morning. We've got my friend Hal Louder from the city of Weibel. Hal, thank you for coming to be with us today. Yes, sir. Thank you for having us. It is that season again. Correct. Uh, we're coming into August, and so, you know, August, September, October are our big uh, hurricane awareness months, so we start... Uh, paying more attention to what's going off the coast of Africa and coming across the Atlantic and pay more attention to the Gulf of Mexico. So uh, it's time to be more weather aware. I actually heard someone yesterday, I'm afraid that they jinxed us because they sat there and said, there hadn't been anything going on all month long. They said on the weather, it had been a whole month since there'd been a tropical system. And that's still... Right. There's one developing right now that'll probably uh, fizzle out, but uh, it came off the coast of africa so we'll start seeing their storms of what happens they start developing over there and then they come across the atlantic and get a good head start on us so folks it's time to be weather aware but you've had all year to be weather aware have your stuff ready so we know we're all prepared and ready to go yeah let's hope let's hope so i know the city's but we've been noticing just past couple of days some work going on downtown here on some of the ditches getting you go ahead and clearing some stuff out sure and we're still working on all those stormwater projects Uh, a lot of things going on still with the nc state uh, molly's branch Uh, we had a meeting yesterday with nc state on some of the uh developments that's going to be coming up there uh you know repairing molly's branch changing some of the things in molly's branch making it more effective uh just some really cool things that we can actually integrate into the community so molly's branch may be more of an educational facility now and so instead of just going after money to fix water let's look at other pots of money that we can get into uh to to fix things so i've seen there's been a couple of towns i've seen through the years really after floyd if i'm not mistaken down in pender county that they created some really nice green space and improved their waste, their um, not wastewater, their stormwater problems at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of that runs behind Central Middle School over yeah, exactly. there. And so in a conjunction with the schools, maybe the museums, uh, different organizations, we can turn that into an outdoor lab for educational purposes. But we're also improving our um, our water issues. Yeah, we just need to grow a whole whole generation of hydrologists around there here to go. work on. Look up that word, y'all. <laughs> and uh, we did. We uh, again, we were turned down for the BRIC grant this round. Uh, however, we're not really disappointed because we know that a lot of the data and things like that that are being done by NC State are going to really help us because uh, it's going to add some weight to the application. So sometimes I think they just put it on a scale and see how much it weighs. <laughs> so the <laughs> NC State guys are going to give us a lot of data that we can send up there. So hopefully the next round of BRIC grants uh, we'll be eligible for. And we're, we're, we're still hopeful about that. So, I mean, and I want to get right back to where we were a minute ago. And the city is continuing to prepare, and we should. I mean, everybody else out there needs to as well. I mean, yes, a, uh, you know. In, in addition, you know, our, our emergency response we've upgraded. Uh, we're really working closely with the county now. Uh, we have our water rescue guys that have been in training. We haven't had to use them. Our boat, uh, the county has upgraded some of their boats. So, you know, uh, we just don't sit around in the off season. We've upgraded our water rescue. 
Uh, we, we're still training in our incident management teams. We've upgraded our incident management teams. So we're really, really uh, doing a lot of work in the off-season that folks just don't see, so we'll be ready. So I hope everybody else has been ready, has their plan ready, has their three days, uh, three or four days of stuff set aside before we can deploy resources to help, have an escape route, have an evacuation route. Uh, have a place to go uh, like i say we always start seeing storms and uh since i'm going to be busy 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 i try to go ahead and get my family out beforehand so you know if you don't need to stick around here have a place to go visit some family in utah or something i mean we were you know we, we wrote and read and heard so many times of people having to be rescued from their homes and i mean i know You've seen people, I've seen people say, we're out of food, we're out of dog food. What do you think is, what's the primary number one thing that we end up dealing with, with folks here in town? What's the, if you could only tell them, prepare one thing. I mean, would it be their escape route, their food, their water, their pet food? Well, I prefer that when we tell them, and not everybody can, I understand that. Economics, family ties, you have family that's... You just can't pick them up and go. There's the elderly. There's the sick. Uh, but be able to, uh, if you can, and we say go, please go. I can't make you go. I can say mandatory evacuation all day long, but it's your constitutional right to sit there and drown. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, But if I say go and we think it's going to be bad enough to go, please have a way to go. Now, the folks that can't, maybe – you know, shelter somewhere else in town. It's on higher ground. Uh, but have a way to sustain yourself for about three days. Unfortunately, deployment of resources, it takes a good three to four days to get resources here from the state, here from the Guard. Uh, so, you know, we have to be self-sufficient, and we're going to help you all we can with life safety issues. And we focus on life safety. You know, folks that are dying, about to die, they have critical medical issues. So those strong, healthy, young 20-something-year-olds that are sitting over there yelling for evacuation, uh, you know, have a way to sustain yourself and let us tend to the, the sick, the elderly, the people that are more critical. So uh, if you have the ability, have the ability to survive three or four days or come out and volunteer and help us. Uh, I was, I was going to say, you know, maybe <laughs> stick in there about volunteering. And I don't have that. a problem with volunteers as long as it's orderly, organized. As a matter of fact, I would like to improve my – I do have some volunteers. I would like to really uh, improve my CERT program community emergency response program uh and so anybody that was willing to help volunteer you know i don't really need a lot of times i don't need good strong responder bodies i need people that are good at logistics because what you don't see is we got the firefighters we got the police officers but the behind the scenes the paperwork the logistics the shuffling of resources back and forth uh, answering telephone answering telephone somebody that can just answer a telephone and sit there and do logistical things so those kind of volunteers are the kind that i really need more than i need somebody that's out here throwing sandbags uh, and, and, and uh, we'll take those too but uh, logistics is a lot of times is, is where we're lacking uh, because you know you're working 24 hour days three days in a row yeah We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back for the Columbus Connection, we're going to talk about a new tool in the emergency toolbox for the city of Weibel. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. 
Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trust Pilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances, heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Call 800-201-1478 to customize your plan. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Call 800-201-1478 now for your free quote. That's 800-201-1478. And welcome back to the Columbus Connection, everyone. This is Jefferson Weaver, and I'm here with my friend Hal Louder at City Wifel. City Wifel has air support now. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. After Florence, uh, we had a grant from Duke Energy that assisted us assisted us with the uh, our water rescue teams, and uh, we purchased a boat. We sent some of the guys dry suits, sent them to school, and so uh, we purchased a few drones at that time, and uh, we sent some. Our guys off, myself included. I'm a, I am a pilot, and so we uh, we do have a new drone that's added to our fleet. So now we have a, a fleet of four drones. The wow. uh, drone that we have now came on a grant that is capable of mapping, 3D mapping, uh, a lot of geospatial stuff and that kind of thing. So you know, its primary purchase was for mapping, uh, wildlife management in the swamps and and with the uh, the water issues but we can also use it you know nothing says we can't use it for life safety public safety uh, or those issues and so the uh, cameras on those ra- rival anything that i flew with in the 80s with the army i mean they're just amazing and let's be real clear right off the bat this is not a law enforcement drone that's correct this and is not, you're a law not law out there surveilling people no, or anything um, like that and a matter of fact i have a policy that anybody can read that you have to be very careful when you're deploying these drones that we are uh, constitutionally minded we are not violating uh you know any items of the fourth amendment i cannot target you follow you and that kind of thing now they can be used in support of law enforcement for overwatch protection serving a warrant uh that type of thing but ours but is you're not just out doing random patrols no uh, as a matter of fact in the policy we are not allowed to do routine patrols with it you cannot do routine patrols with a drone so uh and and then again you know that i'm a very constitutionally minded person uh and and as long as i'm here my policies are not going to allow that and so we do have a written policy that does not allow random patrols and it does not allow targeting so those things you would have to go through the courts and that is not the purpose of the drone the drone is here for rescue Uh, it is here for mapping and it is here for uh, monitoring our wildlife and and like i said it is available for law enforcement but it has to be, meet a specific criteria that it's in our written policy. Now tell me, how, how do you use one in rescue in the city? Okay, well, we uh, 
or in the county or in the county and we are available we did with with the duke energy grant and with this grant we are available for regional response that was one of the things that we did have to commit to in the grant so both of uh two of ours have FLIR and night vision capability the latest one has forward-looking infrared radar it has night vision and it has a pretty powerful zoom camera so when it flies it flies with five cameras wow and so we can flip back and forth between the cameras Uh, we have two daytime cameras there's a FLIR camera and a night vision camera as well so if we're assisting someone in the green swamp uh, we were called out to uh, search for a uh, an aircraft that was down. Uh, somebody made an emergency landing out in the county a while back, and so they were going to give us the grid coordinates, and we were going to go locate the aircraft. So uh, we can go to those grid coordinates. We uh, used it at the lake. Uh, we actually we had a we did not have the resolution we wanted, but we located one of the victims in about five minutes with one of our UAVs uh, at one of the drownings. Now that was not the outcome we wanted. We would rather have had a rescue. However, we did have some resolution. Well, for the you help the family out. That still yeah, helps the family out. So we can use it for rescue, lost, missing persons. Uh, you know, just anything, we've actually used it for inspections. Uh, Monday, I'm going to be, we're, we're doing some work on the water tower. So it's a multi, multi-purpose multi tool we're going to be using at the water tower instead of paying somebody a lot of money to climb the tower to do an inspection. We can fly up there, zoom in, and, and see if there's a leak, there's a problem. And so actually, you know, we saved a little money by not bringing a contractor in here and paying a, those guys charge a lot of money to climb that tower. Oh, yeah. I mean, if, I mean, I've, I've climbed one before. Yeah, I would charge I mean, a lot of money if I was doing it for those purposes. <laughs> I, I'm not going to talk about the time I climbed one, and uh, <laughs> I did that one for free. But they're really, they're really neat tools. They're uh, and they're they're federally regulated. Uh, we are FAA pilots. We and this is not something you just go down to Walmart and buy. No, that's right. It's it's it's. Uh, we actually are required by the FAA to have a pilot's license, commercial pilot's license. We have to keep. I have to report to the FAA, and so uh, we communicate closely with uh, the helicopters in the area here. So we we communicate closely with other aviation assets and and make sure that we're all flying in good, nice, clean airspace. So it's it's an interesting tool. It's a neat tool. It's not something we would have just gone out and targeted, but since we did have the benefit of the two grants, uh, very useful tools. And like I said, they're available for the uh, county and the region if we need them. And if you got a flooding situation, I can yeah absolutely see. Well, let's see if we can get down that street before we actually try to go down that street. Sure. Uh, we had some situations in Florence where, uh, you know, we had the fella on the boat that yep. was uh, – he wasn't looting. He was acquiring items in his – I guess he was a pirate. He was in a boat. <laughs> um, but we couldn't get a patrol officer there. But we could locate him, you know, so we can, you know, fly overwatch. And uh, if somebody does run on a warrant service or something like that, we can uh, assist the officers if they need it. So it's just a really neat tool. I mean, a multifunctional tool. Yeah, and you're saving the city some money or helping the you know, speed response time up to take care of people. And I and I I have got to reemphasize as you have reemphasized to me so many times. It's not 
you're not out there patrolling around looking for bad guys. That's you're, correct. You're not hunting speeders. You're not peeping in people's backyards can't or do anything it. like uh, that. No, can't do it. There's so many uh, constitutional regulations, federal regulations, and there are some state statutes that, you know, I'm not peeping in windows. We're not doing that. And uh, all of our flights are monitored. All of our flights are logged. Uh, so there is a lot of uh, – uh, overwatch on our operations they can't fly an operation unless myself or the division commander is notified so it's uh, it's well regulated and there's some very strict policies that we have well, I'd rather we didn't have to use it but I'm glad you got that tool to use it if we need it well thank you and I'm, I'm, we're going to fly Monday we're going to do some inspections down here on the water tower so we'll be flying around Hay Street Monday well, so if you see something up there in the sky don't panic well <laughs> Well, maybe you should, but we'll talk about that another day. We'll be right back with more on the Columbus Connection. Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first 100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-605-4650-800-605-4650-800-605-4650. That's 800-605-4650. And welcome back to the Columbus Connection, everyone. This is Jefferson Weaver. I'm here with Hal Louder from the city. We usually talk about emergency management. We're going to talk about something entirely different right now. We've got a little parade coming up in November, don't we, Hal? Yes, in November, we're going to have the Columbus County Veterans Day Parade, which will be held in Whiteville. Uh, It's going to be that Saturday, the 12th. Uh, We're going to start uh, up around the high school, around the courthouse, and then head the way south. And then we're going to have an event at the parking lot formerly known as the Lewis Smith Shopping Center, which is the now new city unnamed park. So that's going to be the route. A few months ago, well, last October during the uh, agricultural parade, the I was approached, and somebody said, why does the city hate veterans? I said, they don't. I am one. They said, well, you've never had a Veterans Day parade. I said, you've never asked for one. So I promised this veteran that if I was the only person going down Madison Street by myself, y'all follow me because we're going to have a parade. So it has developed into a real live Veterans Day parade, and we don't want to compete with anybody else's parade. We've talked to the folks in the Kina. I've urged our people to go over there and help with that. So this is an addition to this is 
going to be something else. We don't want to take away. We want to add to and be in the county seat. Why not have it here? So we want to have a little celebration at the it's park. It's been a right long time since we've had a Veterans Parade I in White. I can't ever remember one, and a lot of people can't. So it was, I'm like, I think, honestly and truly, I think it was before you and I were born. Probably so. So doggone it. We need one. Uh, we really, uh, you know, you can't ever make everybody happy. So this is going to be an interesting parade. I have asked the participants, and I want everybody to participate. Uh, if you're a, if you're a, uh, an organization, a group, a fire department, uh, a, 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 you know, a business here, enter your veterans. And I want this to be veteran uh Exclusive. Okay, this is not Fireman's Appreciation Day. It's not Policeman's Appreciation Day. We have days for that as well. Yep. And I are one, so I'm not picking on them. This is Veterans Day Parade for living veterans. It's not Memorial Day. Those are dead guys that we memorialize. This is going to be for the living veteran. And so if you want to put something in the parade, represent your business, put your cars in here, what I ask is throw your employees in that car or on that float that are veterans. I've even asked some of the politicians, hey, if we got politicians that are veterans, because, you know, we love our politicians and they love to be in parades, but I would much rather see that city councilman that's a veteran or that county commissioner that's a veteran. So I really want to articulate this is all about the veterans. So when we put our patrol cars in here, they're going to be driven by and ridden by our veteran police officers like Major Hens and uh, Lieutenant Jackson, uh, our fire engines the same way. Uh, uh, Robert Simmons, you know, was in yep. the Air Force. Uh, our city clerk, Bonnie Williams, was an Army veteran. So, uh, you know, we've got several here in the city. So if you want to put a float in here, you have a marching band, you have anything you want to bring, uh, get with myself or Gail Edwards over at the county. And we have some applications, but we want to fill this thing up with veterans if you can walk uh ride i don't care uh bring it on i want us to have the best veterans day parade ever uh, we're inviting all the fire departments i want to try to get some national guard commitment maybe some static displays uh you know whatever we can bring we can bring but put your veterans on it well, it please. used to be a really big deal here yes. in town i mean just from what i've seen from the historical archives that's what i understand and i want to and i want to bring that back you know this is the county seat uh and the county and the city are really getting along where right now we're working together we're doing a lot of projects together so we thought we would pull this off together so it's not just the city of white well it's uh we have a committee put together and everybody on the committee is a veteran except the two people that are uh taking our minutes so everybody on the committee is a veteran and we want to keep it that way we want this to be veterans day parade doggone it yeah as it should be and like you said there's i'm no, going to be in the Kubota. i'm going to try to squeeze in those old desert tan i doubt it i'm getting a hat but uh, <laughs> i might get into some of i don't know stuff. you got time to go on a diet twix now that's right, right. so uh <laughs> come on and let's uh let's do this thing i mean we have of course yeah with september 11th with patriots day that's patriots that, day which yeah, honors our first responders yeah all our first responders and our military came together you know, because mm-hmm. of that that's right and yeah, but I've, I've noticed the same thing you talk about. I mean, so often we, we lump them together, and everybody we, needs to have their own little pat on the back and their own recognition. We really do. And, uh, you know, I've had this discussion with some of the veterans. Uh, you know, 
I'm public safety. I'm a veteran. Yep. Um, and so uh, I appreciate the Patriots Day, which is the day we honor. And we have a Firefighters Memorial Day. We have a Police Officer Memorial Day. But sometimes we like to be good people, so we're like, Happy Veterans Day, and uh, hey, you you police officers, and hey, you firefighters, and so uh, it doesn't bother me, but you know it does bother some of the veterans that are not police officers. You know, it is their day, and uh, our our veterans are getting older. Uh, We're going to our grand marshals probably are going to be some World War II veterans in the community. The hard thing is finding some that are healthy, and so we're working yeah. on that right now. So our World War II veterans are going away. And then, you know, next and to me, Korea. our Korean. My dad was a Korean veteran, and uh, we lost him two years ago. So our Korean veterans and our World War II veterans are, are going away, and so are our Vietnam veterans. I mean, they're sick. Uh, a lot of us are sick. You know, we yeah. they've waited till I'm 62 years old before they pass an act that's going to help take care of me. So, you know, we don't always look after our veterans. We always find enough money to send us to war, but we never find enough money to fix us when we come home. Yeah. And that's that's another thing that I growl about as well. Right. Yeah. Right. So I'm excited we're going to make it a, a happy day. Uh, you know, Memorial Day is the day that we memorialize. So I want to be a celebration. Let's celebrate the veterans and be a happy day that we're able to get out and hug each other's necks and say hua, hoorah, and all that stuff that we do. I mean, the last photographs that I've seen, the last stories that I've seen about a Veterans Day, it was actually in Whiteville. The, and it was for the county. It said mm-hmm. the County yep. Veterans Day observance or something like that. We actually that. renamed this one. Uh, we didn't have it. Didn't have a name, and people were calling it the Whiteville Veterans Day Parade. And I'm like, let's don't do that. This is the County Veterans Day Parade, and it just happens to be in Whiteville. Well, it was. Uh, I mean, as I said, I don't know exactly when the last one was, but the last, yeah, most of the pictures that I saw, there was actually being led by a World War One veteran who wow. was walking. Wow. There was a Span Am War veteran, and I think two veterans of the war between the states who were being carried in a great big Packard touring car. Wow, that's amazing. So well, that was a few years that's ago. That's been a while back. <laughs> uh, it, where I formerly lived, our, our parade was always led by a World War II veteran, and he still wore his Class A dress uniform. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, he was in his 90s, and he passed uh, about a year ago. So uh, I think one of his nephews or something's carrying on the, condi- uh, the tradition there in Hall County. But, uh, you know, my daughter is fifth generation. Army and I'm fourth generation Army, so we we go back. All of us were NCOs, and no officers in the family. We were all NCOs. So there's five of us that were all Army. Who? <laughs> Hal, thank you for being with us today, my friend. Oh, and when it comes to parade, what do people need to do? How do they? Do oh things? yeah, contact myself at City Hall. I've got applications. You can call the county uh, office, uh, Gail Edwards's office. Gotcha. And uh, you can also contact the county Kim Sellers at the county veterans surface office she's got some applications we're all on the committee together uh i know there's several representatives of the vva the dav and american legion they all have applications so find one of us and get an application and put your stuff in here i want it i want it to be big and long and bothersome well we need to we need some space we need to honor our veterans that we still have while we can and uh i'm I'm, yeah i'm excited about it i really am so it'll be big of course, we'll be out there. It's great. We're going to be broadcasting live. That's what we do. 
Anyway, Hal, thank you for being with us, brother. Thank you. Appreciate it. And uh, anybody needs any pro, uh, has anything, hurricane preparedness questions, uh, we'll give us a call. We'll, we'll answer your questions. Okay. Any kind of emergency management questions, we'll, we'll help you out any way we can. Can I come out and play with the drone? Yes. Uh, we're hoping to do a little demonstration soon. So. Cool. Come on. All right. Everyone, thanks for tuning in to the Columbus Connection today. This is Jefferson Weaver for WTXY ColumbusCountyNews.com. Make it a great week. This has been the Columbus Connection with Jefferson Weaver. If you have a story that you want to share with us or a comment on a previous program, you can email us at ColumbusConnection at ColumbusCountyNews.com. The Columbus Connection is produced by Jones Media Partners, and the program is recorded live at the WTXY Studios in downtown Whiteville, North Carolina. Our in-studio producer is Daryl Jackson. Be sure to join us next week for another edition of the Columbus Connection. Thanks for listening.